This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. It's the MVSP Season 3, Episode 59, almost a big 6 so Brandon, but Ooh. what an episode we have for you guys. It's going to be a little bit shorter than usual since we don't have too much to talk about regarding basically everything going on in the sports world now that March Madness is concluding. we got a little bit of opening day talk coming up uh, at the end, as well as the Masters is starting, the biggest week in golf, and Ooh. some great names are going to be playing in that tournament. But Brandon, why don't we hop right into the Fair State Sports Report we can start talk about golf if we want to start off with that, sure. especially with uh, what they were able to do at the NC4K Classic for the men's and the Cap Classic for the women's. How how are they doing, Brandon? Yeah, I mean they were did fantastic. I mean starting on the men's side for sure. Thomas Hersey, individual champion of the tournament, nice golf Woo! clap phenomenary of yes, Thomas. Sir. Great performance from him and all the rest of the Bulldogs as well. Overall, a fantastic finish. Overall, third place as a team. Um, with a lot of, with I believe three top 15 individual placers. So, what a great round for them. And I mean, really just saw a lot of great things from that team overall in the momentum regression over that tournament. I mean, we saw a little bit of uh, a little bit of slip up um, in round two, but not necessarily like. It was still going downward with the nine strokes and then able to even get another stroke in round three to finish out at 878, which was only one stroke off of second of Malone. And that's why I was talking the regression of we were right there in the driver's seat, just could not get the perf- just couldn't get the extra stroke to get the tie or the second stroke to get into second. But still, mm-hmm. podium, right? Podium is great, especially so if you're like in Olympic see. terms. So. Yeah, I, it sounded like it was pretty pretty nasty weather down there, uh, but still able to get some golf in, beat a lot of good GLIAC teams and other good and solid programs. And it seems like we're looking at a lot of these score charts, and, I mean, we're seeing the same thing. Obviously, a lot of other teams do this, uh, you could see theoretically, but I think that really just shows the testament of this team that we're seeing these better rounds as we go on from a lot of, of these players, I mean, you see Joshua Jeffords go from a 77 to a 73 um, from round one to round two. And then even Nathan Cranick, 77 down to a 72, and then a 70 in the final round for two under par. That's a fantastic score. And even Thomas at the top was able to improve all three rounds. So a lot of great improvement from a lot of these individual players that have really gotten a lot of success for the team. Yeah, that's crazy just to kind of see the improvement and stuff like that. But, it's I mean, when you look at the final cards, too, I mean, we were right there with Walsh uh, and Malone to kind of start the round one. But it was just kind of like that round two slip up a little bit uh, from us that was uh, that brought it down. And then Walsh kind of came, really just re- played some lights out golf to take the top of the podium. But still, a uh, top three finish at a really, really competitive uh, Cav Classic is going to be uh, nothing to shake a stick at. And the guys are going to be really should be really proud of that. And, I mean, to see the individual uh, awards that we were able to win and kind of to see just the final scores. I mean, Nathan was tied sixth. I mean, as a, as a, as a guy on the team that's, you know, just on the outside of the top five looking in, that's uh, one, one thing that you really like to see. And, you know, you don't have a whole lot of guys who are really too far down on the player cards at all either. I mean, you got our lowest was Zach Gildner, who tied 32nd. That's still really solid between how many teams was it? Almost 12 teams with yeah. five guys apiece. So that's, you know, 100, isn't that 100 team or what is 12 times 5? I can't even remember. 60? 60. 60. So we almost have all of us in the top half of the 
just missing out on all of the all the players on the top half of the whole player field. So uh, really solid performance from all the guys. Yeah, and like we said on this show many of times, we're not math majors, okay? It takes us Dude. a little bit longer. I mean, I My took... mental math has gone down since, like, middle school when I wasn't allowed to use a calculator. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I have struggled times with basic algebra after taking calculus. So I feel like I'm going backwards when it comes to math due to, you know, all this communication stuff we do at college. But, you know, we're still we're still on that grind, baby. Me and Joe are doing some great work. I know Joe's got his internship lined up, mm. and I will have my internship lined up cross my fingers by next week so we can make the announcements to you guys where we'll be headed next. But moving on over, women's golf as well, uh, finishing very well in the final round. 21-stroke improvement. I mean, same song, second verse when it comes over to the, the women's side. I mean, Elaine Eldred finishing in the top 20 at 18th overall. Uh, Lauren Kemp, 39th, and Abby Gribble, 52nd. Um, and really, you look at such a big field in this tournament i mean you so many teams a lot of really good teams yeah, 19, 19 teams. colleges total exactly and i mean we were in the we were in a good position of we were making improvements i mean we went down from a 46 to a 25 that's a huge an absolute huge jump just the first round got a little bit of a slow start that's really the only difference because i mean when you look we outshot i believe i want to say I, I mean, we definitely outshot almost over half the field in the second round. It's just we started off a little bit slower. And that was a really only difference on why we weren't potentially a top five mm-hmm. team. Because if we would have shaved off about even half the strokes and made it um, a 335, we would have been in the, around the same spot as around seven and eight. And that's a huge jump considering how massive this field is. But overall, really good performances across the board. Uh, every single player on our card improved round one to round two. And that's what you love to see because a lot of teams don't actually do that. And that's something that really attests to our squads. And that's really one of the biggest things that helped us do so well at Gleax last year is that ability to take a great round, make it even better. Absolutely, and that's one thing too. Got only a couple more tournaments now, and up until the GLIAC tournament and the national tournament as well. But I mean, you just like to see that improvement, especially seeing coming down to the wire for the end of the season. Like, you know, it's it's really the it's really the sprint that you're coming down to now. I mean, what one or two more tournaments coming up? So there's not a whole lot of time left for you to improve. But to see that we're able to play so well in the second rounds is something that, uh, you know, the coaches and the players can really take to heart and understand that they, they can really make a competitive run uh, for these GLIAC tournaments for both teams. And I think we're going to really be able to either repeat for the men's. I think we have a really good start for it, and the women's were able to make a splash. So Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, is like we said, the upcoming schedule. Now the women are going to go play the Cav Classic at Canton this next weekend. Mm-hmm. And I apologize. The NC f- women were on the NC4K Classic. Yes, correct. Um, so now the women are going to have their shot at the Cav Classic, so maybe get some intel from the men's team about how the course was played last weekend. And the men are going to go to the Bill Blazer Memorial Tournament in Urbana, Ohio, and they will help. Right around the corner, Monday, Tuesday, come right back, playing hot at Augusta for the GLIAC Championships, all three rounds, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's going to be so cool to see. And you can actually follow that one live. And I'm really looking forward to that because I know last year me and Joe were watching down the stretch of our dogs taking the dub. And mm-hmm. it was stressing me out every single moment. And I was actually coming home from playing a round of golf that day. I went, I went out to one of my local courses. We don't have to judge the score, but I was watching their scores and I was seeing how well <laughs> they were doing. So, hey, give me a judge. It was like April. It was my first time out. Okay. 
45, not terrible for nine. Okay, not, not, not bad. bad. I mean, 45 is pretty solid. That's pretty solid, you know. But you know, that's on pace to break 100. It is, but you know, I just gotta, I gotta dial it in the back nine. I'm struggling, man. That's one of the things I'm Dude, cracking down this year. So I'm breaking 100, Joe. You're gonna keep me accountable. I'm breaking 100. There I'll we go. Fist bump. I'll, I'll send my, I'll send my, my regards when I'm in my internship. Yes. Teach me, teach me how to golf. Oh yeah. I like really well. Like yeah. I want Deshambo type scores dude when we get back we'll we'll be golfing every day yes guaranteed if i'm gonna we'll do- have thomas pull some strings and get us some free rounds of khaki oh thomas if you're listening hey we would love hey i'd love to get a golf around golfing with thomas in before because i mean sure. that would be super fun to learn from him i mean he's one of the best so why not learn from the best right absolutely absolutely but uh softball will be not in action today according to mother nature this game shall not be played and it was postponed um, but they will be playing tomorrow. Um, it's going to be played here. I know it's confusing. We're playing here, but it's a makeup game that was supposed to be at Saginaw. So we're actually the away team, but say we are going to be playing at home on campus. So that game, will, those games will be at 2.30 and 4.30 tomorrow, or today actually, when this episode comes out Thursday. It's recording Wednesday at 2.30 and 4.30. Go cheer on softball. And, I mean, what's going to be a great contest against a Cardinals team that I think we can really put up a really good game against because mm-hmm. I think right now we're in a really good spot and we're in a position that we can make a jump now after beating Grand Valley, beating Davenport. That momentum can spring us forward. I really think we can really make a splash here, uh, especially with Saginaw coming or Saginaw tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow or today, whatever it is. You want to play it April 7th, we'll say. But. I think we're going to be pretty solid. We have a huge homestand coming up, which is going to be good for us especially. I mean, it'll be fun for us for working it, which is going to be a blast. But I think to really set off the homestand well is going to be solid, especially since, you know, it can really kind of give us a little bit of a streak to go ahead. We've been able to, I mean, play solid against Grand Valley, who was, you know, projected to not even lose a game in the GLEX this year. And we were able to beat them 8-3. And then Davenport, too, who's a really competitive team, beat them 11-3. So only time will tell what we're able to do. But I think with the home, with the home field is really solid. We have one of the deepest fields in the GLIAC, so that's going to be something that can even the playing field for some of these visiting teams who can really uh, rely on the long ball. But I think the big thing is kind of focusing on the small ball, too, that uh, that other teams will inevitably play. I can't remember which teams are more inept to do that, but just making sure we're able to really make no mistakes on the infield is going to be the big thing because especially with those slap hitters and those bunters and the, and the fast teams that we're going to be able to see is going to be the thing that's kind of going to set, us, set a lot of teams apart. We're a fast team as well. We're not usually too much of a small ball team. We're able to kind of open up the field with some big hits and be able to kind of do that, but... You know, being able to capitalize when runners are on base as well as coming out and being solid on the defensive side is going to be the key to victory. Yeah, and I think with us, I mean, going into a team against a team like Saginaw that was a like a really good team last year. They were ended up, I believe, being seated fourth um, overall in the GLIAC tournament at the end of the year. But I mean, right now they're in a position. They're two and two. They're sixteen and ten on the year. I mean, that's really flipped a record of us. And I know that's obviously a six game gap, but. I mean, right now we've been playing such great, and we beat teams. We beat Grand Valley. We weren't supposed to beat Grand Valley. We weren't supposed to be close against Grand Valley, and we ended up getting one from them. And we beat Davenport, who is ahead of us on the standings right now. So there's plenty to look forward to, and I mean, especially having an away game uh, at home is such an advantage too, right? It's a really unique um, element to the schedule, but uh, you can use that momentum, really dial it in, and be able to roll through because, I mean, we're going right through Saginaw, and then we're going to be right back at it over the weekend yeah. against Parkside. So that's th- being able to get that momentum transferred over and turn splits 
into sweeps, and then that's going to really propel us up the standings. Yeah, and I think the nice thing is, like, we have that turf infield, which I think is the main separator for why we can't really play at Saginaw because they have the dirt infield. And I think the only other team that has a turf infield, I think, is Davenport, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. I want to uh, say that's right. I remember, I know their baseball field is a dirt infield, but I can't remember what their uh, what their softball field is like. But I think that's going to really set us apart, especially since, you know, April is – uh, a pretty unpredictable month. I mean, I guarantee we'll probably have at least two more weeks of just really bad weather, I'd say. So I think if we're able to kind of – I don't. I think we'll probably be able to switch a couple more. We'll, we'll have, like, away games at home, which is going to be pretty clutch uh, seeing that, uh, you know, we'll be able to kind of be where we're at. We'll, you know, have that home, home stand feel, which will be solid. It'll be an away game on the scoreboard, but still, like, being at home is a whole different ball game than when you got to go on the bus for a few hours and kind of – uh, ride that out and be able to experience that, which is a lot nicer when you just gotta wake up and wake up in a bed that you're comfortable with and you're familiar with, and just walk over to the facilities and just play with the softball, which is really nice. Yeah, it's gonna be hard in the weather, but we can get the pitching and we can get the fielding consistent. Our offense has been hot. We've had 12 extra base hits in the last four, including five home runs. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they can translate that over this week, uh, and I think the bats will definitely translate over because it's gonna be it's gonna be really it's gonna be messy, especially in the field. Transfers yeah. is gonna be really tough, but I mean, obviously being able to stay warm. Um, being able to stay dry is going to be the name of the game and I mean that's going to be a struggle for the pitching aspect but both teams are going to have to deal with that that's the biggest thing is you're not necessarily saying oh man you know, pitching's going to suck it's mm-hmm. like yep yeah, there's going to suck too we just got to be better than that th- and that's the biggest thing going in yeah a big thing too is kind of just staying disciplined at the plate there's a lot of times uh you know against uh what was it Lewis where I saw that there was we were being a little bit too picky when we shouldn't have uh where you know it's a three two count and it's a, a ball that's like just barely off the outside umps are probably going to call that nine times out of ten you got to be able to kind of foul that off with especially with you know the rain and stuff like that pitchers might get a little bit wild it's just making sure we stay calm and calm and collected in the box to be able to really you know kind of keep them on their toes a little bit if we're able to get those pitches that are those meatballs down the middle the ball is going to slip they're not going to be able to have as much control but if you have those ones really make them pay and be able to put it in play and that's going to be the big thing is staying disciplined at the box taking what we're given and jumping on those opportunities and just making sure we don't get too skittish over there and swing at pitches that we're not supposed to but also uh, battling at the box too yes put the ball in play name of the game get on base get runs win games exactly simple enough it's simple, no, it's you, way it's simple when you say that. it, but it's way harder than that. Why don't you just hit it every time? It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah, we're we're the ones talking here. We're the scrubs that didn't make it yeah, out. We're the, high we're, school. the <laughs> we're the high school washups. <laughs> yes, exactly. But track and field also be in action. I'm actually going to be getting on a bus as this episode airs right now. That's why we have a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, but we're going to be going to Louisville to the Jim Vargo. Invite a lovely Bellarmine. You might be familiar. They were the team that did not make the NCAA tournament for basketball this year because they made the transition to D1, so a little familiarity there, but going to be a great meet, uh, being able to have two days of quality racing, I know that well, there's going to be some great invite races um, on Thursday and on Friday, as well as some other great races on Saturday as well, a lot of uh, our runners and uh, field events are going to be doubling up over the two days, which is going to be great to get the work in, hopefully the weather stays dry right now, it looks like we're going to be getting down there, it's going to be warm, 50-60 degrees, and then the two days we're going to have a competition, it's going to be 40 and raining. And then once we leave, it's going to go back up to 60. So Mother Nature is really throwing us a screwball here. Mm-hmm. Not even a curveball, a screwball. This is really messed up. But at the end of the day, uh, I mean, being able to have that good quality competition out of state, it's always just a fun trip. And, I mean, really, from the success that we saw across all platforms of competition um, over the last weekend at Michigan State, 
being able to roll that over a lot of our field events throwers did really well in their first gen or first throws outdoors competitively uh, i mean we had some great really great things from the distance crew i know personally a lot of a lot of prs and improvements especially some coming off of injury and uh first races outdoors in a while like myself um a lot of great things to look forward to this weekend and it's going to be high quality competition there's going to be a lot of fast races uh and a lot of good competition and we're really looking forward to the trip and i think this is going to be a super super good weekend gearing up for a big one and this will be uh, a really a tune-up going into Bucknell, which is going to be where the real hammer is going to be dropped because those races are going to be next level. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be really cool to see what you guys are going to be able to do. I'm pretty excited to see uh, what you guys are going to be able to do, especially carrying over that awesome performance uh, from the team last week. So best of luck to you, Brandon. Best of luck to the runners. Thanks. And we pray for good weather. Please, why are we going to Kentucky when it's going to be 40 and raining? That's what it is here. But, you know, it is what it is. You play the hand you're dealt. That's how euchre works. Unless you, you know, you, you screw the dealer or, you you know, you stack the deck. But anyway, we we play fair here um, with, I don't know, Joseph, I think you're, you're a fair euchre player, right? I'm pretty good at euchre, yeah. All right, that's fair. I know some people that are not, but they don't need to be named names. But anyway, uh, final, uh, final support here on the Fair State Sports Report, women's and men's tennis. Um, women going to be going to Eastern. Um, and that'll be on April 10th, as well as the men will be at home against Wisconsin Claire. Uh, good matchups for them. Uh, Non-conference, little you know, get a little bit out of the groove of the conference uh, schedule here, uh, and a little bit of a different, a different vibe, you know, because I think like you get so geared into the conference, 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 especially with a lot of these schedules like football and basketball and mm-hmm. soccer, where you're just playing 10, 20, 30 games in a row against conference teams. You know, it's good to kind of shake that up a little bit. And this is a great time for them to, you know, I would really expect them to see maybe some different doubles partners, maybe a lot of different right rearranging as far as matchups go to get some of those younger players experience, get, maybe get some of the starters a day off or just being able to experiment a little bit, tweak with some things just before you go down the stretch of competition tournament play, um, because that's where you're going to really want to be at high level. So, I mean, this is a really unique opportunity. I'm really excited to see what we see from Coach Doran and this team over this weekend. Yeah, true. Uh, that's one thing that I really like about these non-conference matchups, too, is just you get to see a lot more variety in the team and kind of what they're able to do with that. Because, uh, yeah, they're playing, what, <clears throat> excuse me, wisconsin Euclid, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, so that'll be really cool, and that's going to be home, too correct i think yeah it's listed as home i know there was like rumors of where it was going to be or i'm, I'm not quite sure exactly i'm assuming it's at home i mean I, it's going to be at 10 o'clock yeah. on sunday so uh obviously things can change i think the biggest thing is like i think you mentioned it um, last week or maybe it was on tuesday which if you haven't checked that show out make sure you follow it in the feed below um, that they're trying to get outside. And, uh, I mean, obviously the weather up here has been absolute garbage. So that could be potentially maybe where a move could be made. But, I mean, at this point, I think you kind of stay at home and you you, you stick to the script. And yeah, we'll get outside eventually. It's going to be tough with some the weather. Point, some point we will be some able point. to. I don't know. Yeah. It's It kind of depends. It just kind of goes year by year. I mean, last year it was really nice for, like, early on. Like, early March it was, like, really nice. And it got, like – we didn't really see much rain in April or anything, but I mean, this year now it's we haven't really had a day in April where there hasn't been rain. Yep. So it kind of just depends on each one. But regardless, 
out-of-conference matchup. It's going to be really good for both teams to kind of get a, a new, fresh look uh, from the teams that we're used to seeing. Because I don't think we've ever played this team before, have we? I can't remember the past. I, yeah, I can't, remember, I can't remember the last time. So looking forward to see some shakeups, a little bit more different uh, different pairings and different play styles. So going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team does, especially with the potential changes that will be made just based overall on um, – based on overall what we've seen so far of the repetitive cycles. And, you know, we've seen, like, the, the interchanges of, like, maybe one substituted in and maybe one gets shifted up. But I think you could be you could see a whole shakeup here. I really do think you could. Just because of the element of, like we mentioned, that breakup and being able to experiment a little bit with this not being as an important game. Obviously, you still want to win, but not as important of a game as non-conference uh, difference than the GLIAC play. But those games will be on Sunday. Uh, and then you can follow along online or on the Facebook live stream of Ferris State Tennis. Um, should be a good But Before we end the Ferris State Sports Report, quick reminder, Day for Dogs is coming up next week. Support all the athletic programs. Um, being able to stay at a high level of athletics. This is what we need to keep going. The fundraising campaign um, really going to be crucial to a lot of the athletic programs, especially as we now build with the new cap um, and being able to get a lot of the new resources that we need to stay a high-level championship program in athletics as I a can't, whole. I can't wait to see this cap, dude. It's going to be awesome. And I'm especially so Dave's excited. Dogs, it's such, a great, it's such a great experience and such a great event for all of our athletic programs just to really get involved with the community, which is really awesome. So come on, come, on, come out, support. Hit the donate button. Just I might so, a couple bucks. I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but I'll sauce a dollar or two. <laughs> sauce so a we'll dollar see, or two. Appreciate that dollar or two. But everybody, if everybody chips in a dollar or two, we that's can make, a lot of money. We can make a real difference, and we can bring more natties and more championships back to Big Rapids and fill Absolutely. our trophy case. And that's what we want here. It's championship culture. So you can be on, look on and on next week. It'll be April 13th is the day, and it'll be certainly be epic on campus, and it's just going to be a wild wild time of donations it really has been and i know personally having the perspective of being able to see a lot of this stuff come together as an athlete standpoint i mean it makes me more excited day in and day out to see a lot of this stuff expanding and being able to see the progress going on within seeing the volleyball arena slowly shambling its way off the picture and now starting to get filled up and becoming a new space that's going to be so nice for us and it's going to be just a huge bonus moving forward for this program, this town, this community, this college. It just makes everything that much better, Joe. And I think for all, everybody will benefit from this because, I mean, there will be times where you're going to be able to use it and I'm going to be able to use it and both of us aren't necessarily athletes. So I think we, that'll be super cool just to be like as a working staff to be able to have these new facilities, to be able to watch a lot of these games and for fans as well, being able to watch volleyball in their own arena is going to be super Bro, cool. Bro, the new arena, the floor looks sick. Mm. Have you seen the floor for that? Mm-hmm. Dude, the it's dog gonna, collar and everything. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be a sick place, especially when school opens up uh, next uh, next fall. Uh, it's going to be a really cool experience, especially for working in for athletics. Like mm-hmm. I get to be around it a lot, so it's going to be super cool. Uh, I haven't. I want to go over and kind of see how the like the weight room's going so far because I think you can still look down through like that window up top, but mm-hmm. it's still gonna be sick. Yeah, there's actually so there's a fun there's a hole that they they've made f- between the rubber room and the volleyball arena, so you can actually like every time I go for six a.m. lift, I poke in there and see like oh 
what's next? Oh, hey, they took that G-Thing off. Hey, we're getting, we're starting there. But uh, rumor has it, or I believe next fall, it's supposed to be done, which I would hope so by Should volleyball be. season for the arena. But that might take that might take a little bit longer. But as far as the weight room, the new training facilities, the new offices, yeah. well, sounds I, like sounds like for the fall yeah, is the, shoot, think, the well, shooting point. I think too, like especially right now, you can't really do too much work because it's raining so much, yeah. and especially like setting concrete and all and doing all that stuff. Luckily, we got kind of like the like the big walls up for at least the volleyball arena, and I haven't really, and at least the cap is going to be covered. But you know, it's still just I think once the warm weather comes around, they're just going to hit the hit the floor run floor running and yeah. kind of really set that apart. Yeah, it's going to be stay patient; it'll come. But when it does come, it is going to be. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I was really hoping it'd be up this summer so when I go in for like lips and stuff, you know, it just gives you that whole that whole new vibe of like, yeah, new season's coming, everything's yeah. changing. But then so. that's the good thing is that when cross comes around though. Well, we should have it. Should so have. it's good. And it's gonna be super cool. I'm really looking forward to it. But when we come back, golf is back, masters, masters is back. baby. Our picks and the playing field right after this. Are you looking for part time or full time work or a potential internship? Eagle Village could be the place for you. It is a great place to make the impact on the lives of youth and is a mission opportunity very close by to Ferris State University. I've worked there. It's a fantastic place. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out eaglevillage.org. Eagle Village, where potential soars. Masters are upon us fellas and that's what we love to see i love the masters one of my favorite times of the year always love augusta love magnolia lane all that good stuff some really really great players coming to this tournament as well brandon that are catching my eye i know some are catching yours par three contest is today some really great tournament play is going to be coming up in just a few short days as well but where should we get started brandon player right. field par three contest tiger what do we want to talk about um i think we should start with the the main news I think would be the big tiger. Yeah. Tiger, tiger is coming back. back, baby. Love to see it. I, uh, a lot of reports are saying he's looking phenomenal in his practice rounds. There was a lot of people watching him in those practice rounds. It was basically like he was on like the final round and he was going to win the masters is how many people were there. But what a story as well. Almost had the chance to lose his leg at that car accident and then be able to come back so fast and play at the biggest stage of uh, professional golf is incredible uh, to see, and that's something that we're really looking forward to. I mean, I was, I'm was i kind of hoping he does play. I know he's playing, but I think it's uh, just a matter of just like what he was thinking of, if he's going to make the cut or whatever. And I think that's one of the speculations that a lot of people had on their minds was if he's going to play, he's only going to play if he knows he can succeed and he knows it's not going to be just like a, I'm here to play because I have the invite. You know, but if he's looking great, that's a great sign. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is now that we 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 don't know what Tiger's going to do. Like we're he could he could end up being in the final round on the lead card, or he might be he might miss the cut. We don't know because for for this situation, I mean, and just the fact that he's here, the fact or I should say here, the fact that he's in Augusta at this tournament after the horrific horrific accident, and mm-hmm. really like. There was parts of his body, like I know his, like according to like the, according to like the the sources of like his X-rays and all of the, me- the all the medical um, issues that occurred in that accident, like like his ankle was shattered, his leg was broken, like the fact that he's even like walking around 
and he's actually like doing doing everyday type things is impressive as enough, let alone playing golf at a championship caliber level based on what we've heard from this practice round. And mm-hmm. that's just incredible to me. But I mean, I think you think a lot of there's going to be a lot of great players in this tournament that you'd probably see more likely as winning. If Tiger wins, I think the whole like the whole world might shut down for that a whole be, day. That would be crazy. It would just be the most comeback comeback story of the decade. And Absolutely. we're only at twin we're only in twenty twenty two. Hands down, it wouldn't even be close. I don't yeah, see how sure. you could top that. But you got a lot of great cards coming in this tournament too. And I think that there's just a lot of great players that we're going to be able to watch. There's some, there's some fan favorites that are going to be coming into this one uh, that I'm pretty excited for. I mean, Kevin Kisner is one uh, that I like. A lot of fans of Barstool Four Play podcast will be will be watching him. Louis Oosthuizen is going to be able to try to make some redemption, still trying to chase a, a major win. I mean, you got Rory McIlroy who's starting to really come into coming into stride now in this season as well. Brooks Kepka. Bryson DeChambeau, a lot of big names are coming in. Bernard Langer as well, the old man, is going to be trying to do something here, but he's just lights out and super consistent with what he's been able to do. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys who can really make some noise here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to a lot of these pairings that we've seen already lined up as far as tee times is concerned. And I think one one that I'm really looking forward to is you see – uh, I think it's Group 28. It's like the 130 tee time. That's Dustin Johnson, Billy Horschel, and Colin Morikawa. Uh, I think you see a lot of potential. Pretty much the a powerhouse of the United States program. And I think you will look at like a young guy like Colin Morikawa that has been on the up and up and has gotten better every year. Dustin Johnson, who we can know win a tournament every single year, regardless of how he can play going into it. He's mm-hmm. always in contention. And I think there's a lot of great players, too, down the list of as far as, like, younger talent, too. Uh, I mean, you got Xander Shoffley and Jordan Spieth, who are a little bit older as well. Yeah, Tommy um, Fleetwood is in there, too. Tommy Fleetwood, Will Zalatoris is mm-hmm. in there. And there's just so many good players that, and like, the young, like, you would bet almost that a younger player is going to win this tournament just based on the loaded field that we have in this tournament as far as, like, the younger players. And I don't think there's been, like, this much confidence on the younger players going into the tournament, which is crazy because based on the storyline... It's like, yeah, we're going to see, like, Oosthuizen and Tiger Woods battle it out, basically, almost as, like, the yeah. storyline we see here. That's going to be a great, comeback story. Yeah, it's going to be a great grouping uh, for that 10-34 uh, tee time. Uh, some other ones that are kind of catching the eye. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Tony Finau have one right after, or two groups after the Tiger Woods group. And then uh, there's some other good, uh, good ones as well. Bernard Langer is going to be uh, with Cameron Davis out of Australia at 1140, which will be a good one to watch. Uh, I mean, obviously, they'll have extended coverage for everybody if you're just going to be tuning into the tournament. But this one's going to be pretty solid. Bubba Watson, one of my favorite golfers, is going to be in group 24 at just after noon. They're going to be teeing off. Webb Simpson is going to be teeing off just before. For one o'clock, uh, you got some other great ones as well. Just, just trying to look through some. Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson have grouped, been grouped together for Group Twenty Eight. They'll be at one thirty, so a little bit later on in the day. Patrick Hanley and John Rahm and Will Zalatoris has a pretty star-studded one as well at one forty-one. So obviously, keep your eye out for a lot of these groups. Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, and Xander Shoffley as well. So That's I know you one. you like Xander Shoffley. I love Xander Shoffley. Jordan's man. trying to make a return Ball. to his uh to his uh you know reputation of being a major winner but he hasn't won one in a while so we'll see what he's able to do but a pretty solid uh spread throughout the whole thing i mean i i'm looking forward to see uh the old guys vj singh bernard langer uh tiger woods a lot of those guys being able to kind of compete and play well but overall 
Masters week is here. I'm here for it. Yeah, and I think there's like a, a lot of things that you watch for this weekend. Obviously, 1A, we're watching Tiger, seeing mm-hmm. how he's doing, of course. Two, we're watching the young guys, seeing how they respond, uh, especially when they could be carded together. Because I think this almost comes into a situation similar to like Duke in the in the national uh, the final four in the in the basketball tournament. I feel like in this case of you have this whole storyline behind, and you have you're playing with such high pressure based on external circumstances of like I'm playing on Tiger's car, like I got to play good. Because there's going to be 50,000 people following me on the course, right? So there's going to be that added pressure to it. Because, I mean, you look at a lot of these guys. Everybody's going to be following Tiger. Yeah, everybody's going to be following Tiger. So based off of that, like, how are Louis Oosthuizen and Jacqueline Neiman going to play? How are they going to be able to do in that grouping with Tiger? How are they going to respond to that pressure? Are they going to thrive under it? Or are they going to dive from it? That's the biggest thing. And I think there's a couple of different things you can obviously look forward to. And I think the biggest one that I I just learned like, this other day is like they, they actually took par the, the 11th hole and they made it longer. It's 15 yards longer now, 520, which is um, the, the start to amen corner. So that's a, that's a tough stretch going in uh, or going in that turnaround to the back nine. And now you got a change coming up where 15 yards is 15 yards, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole club it's, length because I know like personally I I have I have some feelings from my going from a five iron to a six iron in kind of a similar scenario and there's gonna be guys that are gonna have to switch clubs and based off of how they feel on that club it mm-hmm. it can be a little bit of a factor yeah and it's not like it's gonna be anything drastic I mean they're pretty much locked down with everything but I mean it's might be the difference of hey I can put my five iron like two feet within the hole but my six iron I'm a little bit less confident with it might be a four or five foot putt that I have to make after that which is you know the world of difference I mean the the amount of slope and the degree and and stuff that changes just off those one or two feet putts that you have to make can really make the difference for a lot of things and I think that's the one thing too that we're going to be really watching out for is a lot of the changes in the course uh, what uh, players are going to kind of uh, choose with their club choice and what they want to do with that Uh, it's going to be a big thing too but I'm just excited to see kind of the competition that we're going to be able to be able to look at tiger's 46 years old so he's getting up there uh he's got a chance to really make a statement here i'm hoping that he makes the cut i'm hoping that he plays really solid day one because i think if he doesn't make the cut then it's going to be a little bit disappointing for a lot of people and i think he'll probably be i think he'll probably be a little bit disappointed too because i mean tiger's a competitor he doesn't show up to lose and i don't every time that he does miss the cut it's pretty disappointing yeah and i mean the fact that he's here or i say here like he's here in studio with us but at augusta I think proves enough people that he's serious about this. And I would agree with you. Like Tiger holds himself to a high standard as one of the greatest athletes of all time, not just golfers. He said he's one of the great athletes. Um, and we know, we know about um, him, his self character on what he loves. And I mean, like that, you know, the, the, the famous joke at the, the president's cup where he selected himself as captain and picked himself first, you know, he believes in himself. And I, the fact that he's, he's confident here, fellow. Yeah. And I, you know, he have fact that he's at Augusta, and the fact that he's going to be making a go at it means he's going to win. Because we've seen him when he's not fully confident, he'll pull out. And we're like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? Is it his back problems or what's going on? And that's he's just saying like, yeah, I'm not ready to fully win this tournament because of his greatness. He wants to get those victories and he wants to keep proving his legacy. And finish just squeaking into a tournament to finish 50th isn't going to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going in, you're going for gold, you're going one all in. And we've seen Tiger do that throughout his entire career where he was the guy, especially at a young age, that was in the position many times to be, you know, if he can go for this shot and get a couple strokes back, he's going to be at a chance where we've seen the highlight reels, right? Tiger to the artist, Tiger to the engineer that you can see on YouTube of all the shots that, you know, 
I should not probably do this, but I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to go for it. I'm going all in or nothing. And that's the similar aspect that I see him going with. And I mean, he's going to probably have to pull off some shots with this Masters course being a little bit longer this year. So that's going to be very interesting to see other guys too that, that can really crush the golf ball, Bryson DeChambeau, especially being one of them, how they respond with this longer course. But did you also see that that Dude Perfect video that they made with the All Sports Golf at yeah, the Masters? Yeah, they were at the Masters. Holy smokes. How in the world did you pull that off? How that was, you a, get that? That was, su- that that was, was super video. cool. That was a funny video. Just be a, like, my goodness. Could, I know. could you imagine how much money they made off a of sponsorship for that video? Crazy amount. Crazy Holy amount. Holy smokes, dude. Just the fact they got Bryson DeChambeau to play All Sports Golf with them at the Masters. On Augustus course. The like, week of, too. Like, that's crazy. That is nuts. Do you think they did it the week of, though? I feel like they had to have done it before. Yeah, they I, probably did it last week. Yeah, maybe a couple weeks ago. But I mean, still, Bryson is there probably a week or two in advance practicing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I they Like, you have to, right? There's yeah. no way that... Like, that would feel like, for me, if I was in that scenario, like, the week of, I'm dialing in. No distractions. Like, I want to be on the course. I want to be shooting specific shots. I want to just be tuning up at that point where... You know, it's, it's it's good to have fun and all, but you have like those like, are you is that going to take you out of competitive edge or competitive balance in that that's that schedule and that routine, uh, and the superstition, everything that you'd need to do to be successful. So I mean, that was a sweet video. I'm so glad they did that because I think that brought awareness of golf to a whole nother level, a whole new generation of people. Uh, like you know, like really with a lot of media now, the younger age are getting so susceptible to watching a lot of these these like this on these platforms of YouTube and all these streaming services that they're not necessarily like really put out into the world the same way as like what me and Joe grew up with like being really transparent like we would go out like what would you do as a child like going you'd probably go out and play golf right like first thing if you had a chance in high school like you had a day off of school whatever you would go play golf yeah, like golf or, like, or that. like fish or something like that. Yeah, 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 do something like that where now like it feels like the younger generations are going home to watch people playing yeah, golf more, or it's kind fishing. Of changed a little bit where it's kind of more of like a, it's more of like an indulgence rather. It's like an indulgence of content rather than like an indulgence of experiences. You know? Yeah, yeah, and the point, yeah, the point I'm trying to get to this is like that crossover right there. I think inspires people. Like, yeah, that's really cool. Like, that's what cool Bryson did. Maybe I should do that with go out and play golf with my buddies again and be able to introduce that back to the young audience because I feel like that's falling apart. But either way, green jacket on the line. It's Augusta. It's the best week in all the who's year. Your, uh, who's your golfing. Who's your early pick? My, who's your oh, Who's your Who's your snake draft pick? My snake draft pick. Oh man, that's a tough one. I I really feel like this could be a year for a, a younger star. I think that if I were to bet on somebody right now to win, it's pro- I would have to say I would be on the boat of John Rom. Honestly, yeah, I think he would be one of the best guys that I would feel confident. I'd feel confident in picking. I think there's some other guys that can definitely put up a fight. But I'm going to be watching guys like Morikawa and Kepka and those guys that have really been playing consistently well over the past couple of years. And I think that this could be really just waiting for the breakout. And I think mm-hmm. that's for a lot of these young stars, especially my boy Xander Shoffley as well. I'll be following along. But I think there's, I think it's going to go to a young guy this year. I just don't know why. Yeah. She's got a little bit of a feeling about it. I don't know why. Just kind of the passing the torch with Tiger coming back. The storyline fits. Obviously, storylines don't always work out, <laughs> Coach K and Duke. But... It just kind of feels that way right now. Hey, I mean, who you got? If I go up against your gut, I think I'll be right because every time that you chose against your gut, that's, that's usually true. the you right choice. That's true. You can go choice. against me and pick uh, I, I'm liking uh, 
Dustin Johnson, I think he's going to be a competitor. Uh, I think that's kind of a pretty easy one to make uh, since he's been, you know, very competitive every major that he's been playing in. Uh, I also, I don't know, but for some reason, Tommy Fleetwood's sticking out to me. I know it's probably not going to work, but just for some reason, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I like, uh, you know, his short game ability is really impressive. I mean, DeChambeau's probably going to set himself apart on those par fives. However, they're not really open like some of those other courses where he's really been able to set himself apart. So if he does shank it or play or, you know, get that get that uh, every once in a while slice or whatever, it might be proving detrimental for him so i think he's got to make that choice of either going crazy or kind of staying a little bit more conservative so we'll see with that but i mean those two are kind of the ones that are sticking out to me i think also i might have to go with john rom as well he's a guy who you know i mean homie did skip it across the water and yeah the ace on 16 ace on 16 was pretty skip sick ace. uh so Jeez. i think he's you know feeling comfortable with this one so john rom uh tommy fleetwood for some reason and then Dustin Johnson. I All think right, there you go. Three so, that you got to watch out for. All right, now I would also so I'll pick based off of that. Then I'll go with the ones that you should watch would include Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, and Kyle Morikawa. Yeah. mine. I believe the favorite right now is John. And I, I mean, I, I mean, of course, Tiger Woods. Yeah, watch him. Oh, but, of course, of course. We'll see. We'll see how itself. he goes on the first day. Yeah, I think the favorite as of the betting favorite right now is John Rahm, and second is actually Cameron Smith. Australian man uh, he's had three top finishes I believe um, at Augusta so I mean right now he could be in a he could be in a really good position mm-hmm. to be on that's a guy that kind of fell under my radar actually sure. so yeah a lot of good a lot of good golf coming up yep. I'm gonna be looking for I'm gonna be watching it all week long Purse is at 11.5 mil, Ooh. so if you make the cut, you're expecting a pretty big payday I would uh, hope coming so. your way. So hopefully a lot of these guys can play well and make the cut and, you know, bring that bag in. We'll One of a lifetime. It can change your life. It really could. One golf tournament. See what these amateurs can do if they make that If they make that cut, dude. That's a, that's a pretty fat check. This year an am wins it? Is this the year an am wins it? I don't know. When's oh, the last time an amateur man. won the Masters? I actually don't know the answer to that. That would be pretty Has insane. An amateur won the masters google search google. enter no amateur has ever won the masters but is if you have come year? close in 1947 frank stranahan finished tied second two shots behind the winner jimmy Demeret. in 1954 billy joe Patton finished one stroke out of the lead from sam sneed ben hogan playoff wow dang that's two a legendary names. group to be behind like guys like ben hogan man yeah and sam who sneed. literally have their name etched on the on augusta forever Exactly. That's, it's crazy. That is nuts. Maybe man. this will be the year. Who knows? Maybe this, this year, is the year. St. Peter's making it to the Elite Eight. I think this is the year. Amateur for wins the Masters. It goes hand I think in this hand. Got to go for it. But it's going to be a blast. Me and Joe will be following along. We appreciate all of you for following along to the show as we wrap up once again here on April seventh. We appreciate you tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe. Follow on all your favorite podcast platforms, social media platforms. We're on almost all of them. We do apologize. We've been following off. Uh, falling behind a little bit on youtube we've had some things coming up and here and there and we're just, just been busy getting, yeah just been getting a little bit busy yeah, so hopefully you guys can kind of um you know stick with us for that especially with kind of the school year winding down a little bit getting internships already i mean we're gonna be seniors next year so that's gonna be pretty Yeesh. crazy yeah we're getting old joe Dude, seems just like yesterday we first met in that Com 101 class. Yeah, it seems like it, man. It's just been too long. Oh, all, all the, the people out there the... that keep telling me I'm not old, stop. I feel old, okay? I know I'm not as old as you, and that has the right to you tell me I'm young, but still. I f- my, when, my, when I get out of bed and my, my bones are aching in the morning, I have a right to well, say Your knees that. are sore when you go to bed. Yes, you know? exactly. People know what I'm talking about. But 
If you're a YouTube fan, we will catch up to you. But if you want that guarantee, go to and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You won't miss a thing while we catch it up. But until next time, guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody.